Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Star Trek Ager, a Star Trek Adventures actual play using the rules by Modifius Entertainment. My name is ELH the Game Master, and joining me are a lovely group of individuals who we'll meet in a moment. In terms of announcements, the only thing I have to say is that next week we are off, because uh, I will be running the mass game, but knock on wood... After the mass game, the, uh, what is that, the 16th, we'll be back in a weekly schedule for a while, and then we'll, you know, in June, take the second week off. But hopefully, more regular in the future. Other than that, uh, I think we're just going to go ahead and get started, because we did kind of end on a cliffhanger. Uh, but first, let's get everyone to introduce themselves, starting with Randy. Hello, everybody. I'm Randy, also known online as Dr. Nemesis. But in Star Trek Ager, I play the Talaxian Captain Axelin. Jeremy? I'm Jeremy, or you're a spy around the internet, and I play our ship's for, uh, experienced and aged first officer, Dujan Roos. Peter? Hey everybody, I'm Peter, or Petrus Aquinas on the interwebs, and I play the pragmatic Vulcan chief engineer, Vectan. And last but not least, Jeff. I'm Jeff, also known as Sunbay, and I play your lovable helmsman within JG, Rankin Esrol. Lord of the Spores. Okay. You want you want to add anything else? More more titles? That are we just going to keep increasing I've every been, time? Or? I've been working on it, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out a good list. We'll talk during the break. All right, let's get that <laughs> intro video going. Welcome back. So, since we did end on a two-parter, one of the players is going to do a supplementary log, and I believe Esrol is going to take that responsibility tonight. So, Mr. Esrol, take it away. I don't know what they were thinking, but here we go. Supplemental log. Um, we met a new race, the Z. Plant people. First ones I've ever met. And they seemed very eager to meet with us. And what could spoil a beautiful moment like that? A Borg probe. And not the first one the Z have encountered. So now we're off to destroy the probe in a in as non-technology-based manner as possible. So I'm on my way to the Proxima, so we can tractor an asteroid and sling it into the probe. I'm still trying to figure out the physics of that. I think I have it figured out, but one or two more sims should have it. And once we destroy the probe, we just have to deal with the Z who think that we brought the Borg with us. I'm going to leave that to the captain. End log. Um, note to Astra. Begin spore playlist. And in the spore chamber, you hear the sounds of baby spore, 
do, 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 do. Baby I'm taking four. two threat. I'm taking two <laughs> threats. No bueno. <laughs> you did this to us. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Well, uh, we do resume with the away team going into the Proxima. And just since it has been a couple weeks, let's get everybody that is supposed to be here. So I believe Vectan, Esrol for sure. And then Roos, were you going or was it the captain? I forget. I was suggesting Roos, but we actually kind of argued about it. So I don't know. Right. If we that's ever why I don't remember. Um, I will. It's probably going to be me. Okay. I think it should be you. Okay. Then uh, we'll sort of cut back to the captain as is relevant then. But yeah, Roos, Vectan, Esral, you hop in the Proxima and you head out, launch away from the aft of the Aegir and begin flying towards the sun where the asteroid is set to pass by the sun. And it is at this point that I have to ask, um, in terms of ability, who here has the highest con besides Esral? Probably Joy. me. Joy would have stayed with the ship, probably. Very much so. No. I then it's it's likely me. I have a con of three. What about you, Commander Vectan? One. Yep, that's me. I focus on fixing the engines, not flying them. <laughs> all right. Well, the reason I ask is because if you all will direct your attention to the actors tab. The update to the sheet, which actually came in about a few days yeah. ago, we now have the ability to track extended tasks a little easier. Mm -hmm. um, so you should see a deflect the comet extended task. And mm -hmm. just for people at home who actually want to see it, I'll type it out. But for the players, this should allow you to track the extended task a hell of a lot easier. But basically, Ooh. you have a work track of 14 here to deflect the comet. Uh, you have a difficulty of four to start with. You have a magnitude of four to start with. But you have a resistance of two because you don't want to break up the asteroid. And again, you're doing it at a low-tech angle. But the reason I asked about the con is that the main role for this is some form of a con. Now, Vectan, you could help with an engineering, but you got to justify it somehow. Mm. But really, you know, sort of open floor, how you all want to role-play and proceed from here? What about using security and using the tractor beam. I'd allow it. Does that help you out, Exo? Uh, I, we can do that, but... Question. Um, Could answer. I use my talent did the reading? Remind me what it does. So, absorb information quickly. I can spend one momentum to use science on a task instead of... A, oh, wait, it's not an extended task. Never mind. No, uh, it is an extended task. No, I, no, this is an extended task. I don't know if this oh. applies here. Well, I mean, technically um, it still applies to normal tasks. Yeah. So use science instead of the discipline you would normally use. So instead of con, I can use science. Okay. One of those, like, the damn it, I'm a doctor, not a whatever talents. Mm -hmm. I was going to um, attempt to uh, guide and direct Esro um, on this task. That could work, too. That will also yeah. work, yeah. Now, did we invite the ambassador from the uh, the plant people to the bridge to watch this happen? Uh, I believe we did, and if it turns out in the VOD that we said the other way, we're just going to retcon it and say that the ambassador went to the bridge to supervise. All right, so I'll just keep that on screen and kind of tell them as we're going. Uh, but uh, unless somebody specifically says, 
they're talking to the Adria. I'm going to let y'all talk amongst yourselves without having, you know, these ambassadors hear all the crazy stuff we say. Because I think that might be bad. But yeah, you guys tell me. I believe in you. So is it? So am, am I taking the lead on this, or is Esrel taking the lead on this? Well, quick question: Is deflect the comet the task? In some, will will once this task is successful, will the comet be shooting towards the probe, or is deflect the comet just grab the comet so it it's we're, we're in control of it now? It will throw it towards the, the Borg. Yeah. Okay, so it's, the, it's all one big task we're doing here. Correct. Right. Um, well, I mean, the comet is not currently a risk. Shouldn't you be the background guy to throw in some command or leadership stuff? That was my thought. Yeah. So I think, it, uh, can we have Ezreal and Vectan do it? And Vectan can use his, I'm a scientist, not a, a tractor beam expert. I'm a scientist, not a pilot, damn it. <laughs> there you go. Sure. And actually, I will um, I will uh, help these two liaise. Okay. I will guide them. But am, am I wrong in assuming that uh, that uh, Ruse has some abilities to kind of throw himself in the middle of things if we start failing badly? To kind of give us a a chance. My stuff is more. I help them if I help them. Okay. They get to re-roll dice, and I can direct twice. It'll work out. All right. Well, Esrol, your roll is a daring con. That's pretty easy. Vectan, yours is a daring science, I guess, using your talent. Yeah, we got and then Ruse, if you're hopping in, you're a presence command on your part. Yep. Again, um, I'm going to say that to, to justify the science, uh, mm-hmm. Vectan is working on the parabolic trajectory to aid the slingshot maneuver. I like it. All right. And do you think this would be a time to pop a determination? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. Edge of the envelope sound good? Sounds yeah. good to me, yeah. That sounds good, but also do we want to spend a momentum to lower the magnitude or lower the uh intervals of time, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's one down. Then if you want a third die, it would be a momentum and a threat. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. I did already have to use a momentum to do the science. I don't okay. Know we already... So then it would be two I, I threat. Took it, I took it away already. It'll be so two I... threat. Okay. Okay. And I have a complication from chat, which will come apparent in a few moments. Nice. Oh, lovely. Okay. Um, can my, does my focus for... Um, computers or quantum mechanics come into play? Cause warp I can field give you computers not... because technically you're trying to chart the trajectory and you need a computer to do that, so... Yeah. Well, unless you want to break out, like, the sextant and the graph paper, which you could. I mean, I could. The Vulcan sextants are very pretty. Well, uh, we're already off to a good start. We got a complication from yeah. Bruce. We have five okay. from Esrol. And I just roll one, correct? Because I'm Correct, assisting. yes. Okay. Okay, well, I mean, that was pretty good, except for Roos. So seven successes mean you get three momentum back. Um, but Roos... Untap potential to get rid of the complication? No, but you, you should didn't roll a challenge ah. die to see if you get oh, more character. momentum. True. Boy, it's been a while. Yep. Okay. 
Should just be the uh, one challenge die. And whenever you've got the challenge nope. die roll, uh, hey, I get a threat. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Esral, since you took the lead on this one, go ahead and give me two plus your cons. So I believe seven challenge dice. Uh, right. Six. Only a four con. Only a four. All right. Then uh, six challenge dice it is. And did we get momentum from that roll? It was, what, three, I think? Yeah. Three. We better, we better add that in. Actually, I'll track that. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Okay. So that is going to be five work done, but you have a resistance of two. So you have a few options here. You can either give me two momentum for a flat two more work to have a breakthrough here. Or you could spend uh, one of your momentum to re-roll as many as those die as you wish. I mean, it looks like as good a roll as we're going to get. I mean, we could roll yeah. one die, but that seems like a waste of momentum. I say get just the momentum yep. to get the tasks, yeah, get the breakthrough. Get the, get the breakthrough, yeah. All right, so then yeah. that is going to leap you up to five work done. And what that's going to mean is it will drop the difficulty and magnitude down to a three. However, narratively, here's what happens. So you come in uh, kind of in an intercept profile towards the asteroid comet thing. We really need to decide whether it's a comet or an asteroid, but whatever. Um, you fly in towards the ball of rock and ice, and you begin trying to nudge it into a better trajectory. And you start to pull it away from its near pass of the sun, but here's where the complications come into play. The first one, the one from Roos is that the Proxima's EPS conduits are going to be starting to short out. Um, should be a relatively easy fix, but for the moment, you cannot use your tractor beam and you cannot go to warp because the EPS conduits are on the frets. So just keep that in mind. That's complication one. Complication two is that the ball of rock and ice is going to crack. It's not going to split apart, not going to fragment, but it is going to noticeably crack or begin to fragment and what that's going to be mechanics wise is I'm actually going to put the difficulty back up to a 4 Adrian to Proxima steady steady it looks like uh, from our sensors that uh, projectile might be breaking up we see that captain we'll attempt to compensate Oh boy. Yeah. You still have your extended task? You tell me how you want to approach it. This tracker is really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm liking it. Is is there a way for me to work on the EPS conduits, or would that be a separate thing? That would be a separate thing you can do whenever. We just have to have your role separate. Well, I mean, we've got Roost to assist with the comet situation if you want to mm -hmm. break off and do the repair. Yeah, just because having the tractor beam would help. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, when when we're ready to do that, I'll I think Vactan is gonna peel off to try to fix that. To well, let me handle it first because you could one. get momentum from it. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So this is going to be either a controller, a daring, plus engineering, difficulty of a two. Okay. And starship construction. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. All right, you get your two? Just barely. Just barely, but you get them. 
No momentum. But yeah, so your EPS conduits are fixed. Didn't get you any momentum, but you do have access to your tractor beam again. Perfect. Lieutenant, I have restored the EPS conduits. Oh, thank you, sir. This is gonna... Yeah. Yeah. You just see a little bit of sweat. I think I'm going to take a more active role and attempt to um, kind of shave off more of the kind of shave off some of the more damaged areas, thereby helping the overall structural integrity of the asteroid. Are you using phasers to do this on the Proxima or the tractor beam? Uh, Phasers, because I need uh, that. It's how I want to assist um, Espro in in this whole thing, basically to keep him from breaking it up. Okay. So in that case, uh, you actually get a little bit of assists here. Uh, on your part, Roost, you're going to be doing a control security. The Proxima will assist with a weapon security. And then Esrol, you're still either a controller, a daring, plus con. Yep. Who do you want to be the lead on this? And who do you want to be the assist? Esrol's the, Esrol's the lead, never mind. At the moment, unless you tell me otherwise. Yeah, I should be Esrol. Yep. Nah. I'll use the momentum for an extra die. Okay. I use the momentum to bring down the time interval. Oh, yeah, we got to do that. So I'm hearing one threat for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with it. Just means I can't use cautious con. Yeah, and I can't use cautious security. Oh. That's okay. Still get four. You still start with two. That's always a good sign. Well, there there is a complication there, uh, and, and then unfortunately, did somebody get the Proxima real quick. Should be a weapon security. Let's see, Proxima. Where is she? I got it. Using the. Yeah, we don't want me rolling anyway. Okay, so that's a total oh. of six successes, meaning you get two momentum for your troubles. And then, yeah, since uh, Roos, you took the lead again. Or not Roos. That's uh, Rawl, since you took the lead again. Six challenge dice, please. All right. And Born Near Warp Core applies in this instance? I believe it would, yes. Okay. And I'll roll that challenge die. All right. Very important roll here. Mm-hmm. All right. No Ow. dice, unfortunately. All right. Six for the task. Good lord. All right, so this time, and if you want another breakthrough, you would have to give me two momentum and a threat. Otherwise, you only have two work done thanks to the resistance at the moment. Hmm. We could yep. just. I say we it. do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we have another breakthrough which is going to drop the magnitude down to a two, and the difficulty is going to temporarily go back down to a three. But again, narratively, here's what happens. So, Roos, using the phasers, you begin to shave off the more unstable sections of the comet-asteroid thing. And Esrol, you again continue to coax power to the engines to get the comet ball of ice rock thing moving a little bit, you know, away towards the intended track. But the complication is going to be, Vectan, you're in the back fixing the EPS conduits, when all of a sudden, the fix you just did is going to erupt in a shower of sparks 
And mm. uh, I need to know, what is your current stress at? Um, I don't think I've taken any stress so far. In that case, you would be at full. Because it does reset every single scene. So okay, whatever so your, your maximum stress is. 11 stress. Okay. So, the good news is that I have only a very, very low chance of actually injuring you here, but it is possible. Alright, you're going to take three stress of damage as you get a raining shower of sparks and plasma. Can I, uh, can I try something real quick? What do you got? Um, as it turns out, when we had our first mission and my best friend got killed by a, a discharge from that malfunctioning uh, spinal lance... Mm -hmm. I uh, I actually had the replicator put some uh, heat retardant coating on the uh, duty uniforms to uh, mitigate uh, sparks flying in your face type damage. Before you do that, did uh, was uh, was uh, Vexan actually injured or just take some stress? It would just take oh. some stress, but if you want to completely... I mean, I'm okay with yeah, narratively. I, mean, I may be misunderstanding what suffers an injury means in this context, then. So this my is when reading, they take a certain amount of stress, they suffer an injury? Yeah, it's my reading is an injury is basically five or more damage in a single attack or filling up the, yeah. the stress track. But if you want to completely say that he doesn't take any damage, I'm okay with fudging the rules in this aspect. I'm okay. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to say that uh, Axelin took a precaution that would prevent this from hurting you. So, Vectan, still shower of sparks, but you look down at yourself and you're fine. It appears that the captain's precautionary measures were effective. Yay. All right. Now, at this point, we have to deal with the uh, complication I'm spending because I have threat. You guys, you know, mm. I, I got to use that threat a little bit. The complication number one is that the Borg probe is going to be getting to move, which means your beautiful trajectory you had plotted is going to become more difficult, so the difficulty goes back up to four. I'm also going to say with another complication is that the Borg probe is moving more rapidly than usual, meaning that you have maybe another two intervals uh, before it's going to notice the Aegir and the gig is up, more or less. And we don't have momentum to lower the time nope you'd have to give me threat and chat's throwing me another complication I'm gonna save that one yeah chat keeping it real <laughs> alright I I think we have to give you threat to reduce the time interval yep okay um, I think I'm going to take charge in this instance and I'm going to uh... tractor beam maybe no I'm going to actually um I'm thinking about launching a barrage of micro torpedoes in such a way that they will embed themselves in the rock, not detonate, and use their um, use their uh, some space field generators that allows them to be fired at warp to uh, to guide this um, to to provide propulsion to this uh, to this asteroid because the tractor beam is breaking this thing apart. All right, I would say you would take the lead on this one then. Uh, yes. It would be a control security on your part. The Proxima will assist you with a weapon security. Again, the difficulty here is a four. I'm going to spend a determination. Quick question. Are we making sure that those torpedoes are detached from 
said asteroid at a certain point so that the Borg do not find them in the debris. Yes, once they reach, once they reach, um, once the, once we've accelerated the, um, once we've accelerated the asteroid or comet to where it needs to go, they will detach and move away and destroy themselves. Yeah. Okay. So you, have determination, I, which you, could use the, you could use the transporter to just transport them back to the Proxima, I guess. Could do that too. Uh, once yeah. you've got the uh, once mm-hmm. you've got the projectile going way, the way you want it to. This has not been going well. Never let them see you sweat. <laughs> Take it. Also, the Borg removed your sweat glands. So, <laughs> and I'm going to give you another threat to get a third die. Uh, it would be two threat because oh, technically, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think, guys? Do we want to do that, or do we want to just? Yeah. I think it's kind of important. Yeah. Nothing, nothing hurts I mean, more than wasting a, de- a determination spend, so you should definitely do it. Yeah. yeah. For the beans. Careful, Shizno will hear you. He'll sense a disturbance in the force. Oh uh, yeah. Don't. Uh, well, uh, the good news is you got five successes, but I do see a complication on the board. Do you have any way of rerolling? Um, not but no, because I gave up that board game plant. Okay, well there we go. Um, well, let's resolve the work. I mean, I, oh, well, I challenging a value. Challenging a value wouldn't help me here, would it? Uh, you could challenge a value to get a point of determination back, which you could then immediately use. Um, but remember, if you challenge a value, you have to cross it out, and then at the end of the session, yeah. you have to put in a new one. Well, also, wait a second. You have veteran, so roll a challenge oh, yeah. size first. Oh yeah, I can roll. Back. Okay, because that Come could on. be the play here. Oh yeah, I didn't know at which point that happened. Nope. Okay, so you don't get it back from veteran. So yes, now the only option you have to you is challenging one of your values in order to get a point of determination back. Otherwise, you can just take the complication and the success you have. What do you think, guys? Challenge the value. I mean, otherwise, you spent all that stuff and still got. Yeah, I put. We are. We are better together. Well, I. uh, I seized control of the situation, and it seems to be working. Okay. So yeah, you can reroll as many of those die as you wish. Could crit fish and do the seventeen as well as the twenty. What do you think, guys? Definitely reroll the seventeen and the twenty. I mean, your target is a sixteen, so you're very likely to come out better. Yep. Okay. Yes. Uh, I think you've actually tied the record of uh, number of successes in a single roll because that is a grand total of eight, nine successes. That is very impressive. So that brings the momentum up to five, I think. It does. And then, yeah, two plus your security score. And uh, what I would tell you is you need to have at least six work in order to complete this extended task. Um, I'm gonna let's see. Spend momentum. Oh yeah, one momentum will let me re-roll all yeah. as many of these as I want. Yep. Yeah. Or no, it's three and fallout. That's right. I keep Yeah, it's fallout's that. the one that starts to limit you. Roll five. 
Okay. Well, I mean, we're up to five, so you could give me another two momentum. I'll spend and... another two momentum to just yeah. end this. Just, just, yeah, okay. Just, All right. Just do it. Put this out so, of our misery. <sighs> so you uh, you fire your micro torpedoes. You get the micro torpedoes assisting Esrol at the con to shift the course of the asteroid so that it will hit the board probe. And then you kick it into high gear. You send the asteroid hurtling at not warp speeds, but at high impulse speeds towards mm-hmm. the board probe. At the last moment, the micro torpedoes break off and destroy themselves in a way that's a little bit subtle. But you all watch on the screen, uh, kind of with bated breath, both on the Proxima and on the Aegir, as the projectile gets closer and closer to the board probe, and then impact. And if we were to do a camera shot, basically the Borg probe is split right down the middle, explodes in a violent fireball, very pretty, nice special effects. Uh, But to anyone who doesn't have that, you just sort of see the Borg probe icon on your map, wink out. Beautiful work there, Proxima. Thank you, sir. I lean over to the ambassador now. With any luck, that means that Borg probe's going to report back to the Collective that it just ran into some space dust. Well, I uh, I hope for both our sakes that that's the last time the Borg show up, because I can explain one Borg being happenstance, but if another one shows up, that's going to be a bit of an issue. Um, do, uh, do we want to sanitize the area? go to where the wreckage is and shoot it the heck up. Mm-hmm. Oh. We should definitely make sure there's no Borg stuff there, yeah. Sir, we should clear up the... Uh, we should clear the... We should assess the wreckage and ensure that there are no more Borg present. That sounds like a job I'm going to trust a lot more to the Ager sensors, so uh, why don't uh, you liaise with us, and we'll go there together. Understood, sir. Uh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, the Ager has to stay here, otherwise my people are going to freak the hell out. Is it okay if the Proxima goes to the detonation site? Certainly, but uh, keep in mind everybody is watching, not just through me, but in general. Alright, well keep that in mind, Proxima. Let's be on our best behavior. And just go ahead and make sure we destroy any traces of Borg technology so they can't uh, regrow or transmit. Commander, Yes, com- yes, Commander. Would it be possible to allow the Z themselves to investigate the wreckage? In which case, if there were any sensor readings from the Borg, they would re- it would only detect the species from the system. This would make sense. However, it might believe that my only concern is that, that it would con- then consider them a threat if they then take action it is against... Possible. But, but if I mean, they could the tell Borg us where they the are here, yes. But the but they have been ignoring them because they haven't done anything hostile. Now, if they could scan and identify any remaining Borg, and then we destroyed them quietly, that would also be an effective use. I was simply trying to facilitate no, yeah, a matter I... that 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 the Z would be involved, so it was not simply the Proxima. I agree. So I have to deal with one complication because you rolled one. And Roos, uh, I think it's time that I have to uh, offer you a devil's deal here. <laughs> if 
you decide to let the Aegir or recommend very heavily to the captain to use the Spinal Lance because the Spinal Lance is at optimal range right now to quote-unquote cleanse the area. Um, I will let you get a point of determination back. But you have to sell it really, really hard to the captain. Uh, I, I can't do that. Okay. It's that's a blatantly obvious. Hey, not just a Fetty ship was here. This Fetty ship was here. Okay. One that blew up your cube. Yeah, I I appreciate the offer and and would take it up. But there, but he would that that would be his strong counterthought to that. Okay. Then the oh, complication. Since I used it. Okay. Go ahead. The complication is going to be that even on the Proxima sensors, you sense that there are about five board drones that have survived the destruction of their vessel. They're just floating in space. Just, just you know, not latched anything, just tumbling through space. But you would note that they are of Alpha and Beta Quadrant species. Hmm. Hmm. Sir, we're detecting multiple Borg drones that survived the attack. They are not local. In fact, if uh, one of you wants to spend momentum to ask the question, I can tell you what species they are. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You uh, have two let's enjoy run life scans or life sign scans on those. I want to know what species they are. Yeah. You have two Cations. You have two Vulcans, and you have a Trill. They're from Federation space. Yep. Yes. Why'd they get way out here? Unknown. We could attempt to capture one and interrogate it, though the implants I would typically use for this I no longer possess. No, I don't want to give our uh, our new friends any more reason to suspect that we're in cahoots with the Borg. Let's leave that for another day. Uh, I think we should disintegrate them. Well, Captain, I'm actually going to say that you have the value of everybody has the right to freedom. And if you allow me to do so, I want to create the complication that, I mean, you freed one Borg drone already. Mr. Roos is right there. Yeah, okay, so instead of saying disintegrate them, I'm going to say... You make a good point. Not only could we interrogate them, but if they're uh, not too far gone uh, in the Borg Collective, perhaps we can free them from their slavery. I request that you, will, that, that you allow me to return to the ship before we bring them aboard. Of course. You are our resident expert. But then again, uh, we'll just need to beam you over because uh, we'll still need the Proxima to go get them. Understood. Uh, that means you're in control of the Proxima Shrooms. Uh, I, I, sir. And I'll look over to Commander Vectan while that's talking. And, sir, what if the Z see that these Borg are members of the Federation species? We have some of these on the ship already. Indeed, I am one of them. I. They're already nervous about us bringing the Borg. They see Borg of species. May, that are, but we can also show them that 
Lieutenant, we can also show them that that there are real beings behind the drones. If we oh, are successful. Exactly. That's true, sir. Also, if we are successful in removing these individuals from the collective, we would then be able to show that these individuals are not choosing to be violent, but are being forced by an exterior force. Bye. All right. So before we switch scenes into a little bit of diplomacy stuff, we have to do a very, very important role for the Proxima crew as you're picking up those Borg drones. Because as you've rightly figured out, if the Z detect you, um, they're not going to be very happy with you at all. So... Uh, the what's going to come into play here on the Proxima is you have the slim sensor silhouette here. And it's a control engineering at a difficulty of two. But if you succeed, I'm going to do a roll, but it is basically a difficulty four roll for me to, to detect that you've picked up the board drones. Okay. So this is definitely a Vectan thing. Mm-hmm. Control engineering. Definitely a Vectan thing. Um, you have one momentum by my count. An assist of me flying? Uh, nope, just a straight control engineering on this one, unless you have a really good explanation about how you're assisting. Well, if, really Proxima, if, if Proxima's picking up the Borg, then I would stay aboard Proxima. So I would like to um, use my... I would like to do a daring security or control security um, with my specialization of infiltration mm-hmm. to use our active countermeasures to better mask our signature. I'll allow it. You can assist. Would a focus in uh, Starship Construction or Warp Field Dynamics work here? Both would apply. Okay. Um, I kind of want to use the momentum for the extra die. What do you guys think? Go for it. Okay. All right. Well, you got the two you needed. Well, let's see if I can help. No, no, no help there. But uh, it is now a difficulty four roll on my part. So let's uh, let's see what happens. All right, let me expand that so everybody can see what it is. Uh, looks like an 18, a 13, a 6, and an 8. Well, you guys scraped by because that's only three for them. So narratively what happens... You engage the pseudo-cloaking measures of the Proxima. You swoop up to the Borg debris field, scoop up the Borg drones, throw them in containment fields, block their uh, synapses from contacting the rest of the collective, and you hightail it back to the to the Aegir. Now let's focus on the Aegir itself, because, again, your ambassador, uh, Nisa Lovely Spark, has witnessed most of what has just happened. She has no idea that you've captured some Borg drones, um, other than the fact that I guess you did kind of mention it on the bridge a little bit, but she hasn't questioned you quite yet. Uh, she just thinks it's standard rescue operation. So at this point, um, Lovely Spark is going to turn the blue and purple she does when she's transmitting and receiving, and then she's going to turn to you, Captain, and say, Well, uh, I'm going to be frank with you, Captain. Uh, my species, my leaders are very much on the fence right now. They uh, don't know quite what to make of you. Oh, well, the Federation has a lot of different species in it, so our culture is uh, comparatively complex. 
What do you think we could do to put their minds at ease? Well, for one, uh, you could come down to the planet yourself, uh, much like I have come without any guards or escorts, and uh, you could talk to my leaders in person. Of course. That sounds great. My uh, crew has a project to engage in anyway. We have to uh, recover from that encounter with the Borg. Very good, very good. Now, uh, I would invite you to come back with me on the shuttle, but unfortunately, uh, there's not really a whole lot of room in there. But uh, I can give you coordinates for a landing zone for one of your shuttles. Would it be acceptable for me to simply transport down there? I'm sorry, transport? Oh, we have uh, technology that allows us to move physical objects great distances instantly without them traveling. I, we call it beaming or transport. I mean, I understand some of the words in that, that sentence, but I'm not understanding. Um, well, watch this. Um, computer, localized transport. Could you send me to the other side of the bridge? I have a complication from chat. So, oh god, <laughs> it sends me to the other side of the hull. Two Vicks. Don't tempt me. I love two Vicks. Um, do not melt Vectan and excellent. Don't do it. <laughs> Vexalan. <laughs> so, excellent enjoy. Here's what happens, <laughs> Captain. Um, you dematerialize. And then you rematerialize, you're in sick bay. And in fact, Hylong just sort of looks up from her desk, from her data pad, and goes, The hell are you injured, Captain? Why are you in my sick bay? Only Astra. my pride. <laughs> Astro, what was that? Uh, well, sir, I hate to report, but there was a monetary flux in the Heisenberg compensators, and I had to put you down in the nearest safe location. You're making us look really bad in front of the vegetable people. Well, I can confirm, sir, that uh, the ambassador is freaking out on the bridge. She can thinks you, you disintegrated yourself. Can you transport me back there? Can, can you transport me back there? Or is the Heisenberg thingy still messed up? I certainly could use a different transporter room to do so, sir. I, I, I start running for the nearest transporter room. Okay. Ambassador, ambassador, please calm down. Hmm? I'm sure the captain is... <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I was just miming joy talking to the ambassador. It's freaking out. Yours is better. I don't I understand. He, he was there one moment and the next he's gone. And why, why would he kill himself like that? I don't understand. Oh, he's not dead. He's far too strong for that. But I'm you, sure you have some powers of, over immortality. Fine. Computer, please locate Captain Axelin. Captain Axelin is currently sprinting through Corridor 7 on Deck 5. My, that was a rather descriptive location. Well, I, it's kind of my job. I'm the computer. It's, it's what I do. Thank you, Astra. <laughs> Astra's having none of Vincent Joy's VS. As you heard, our captain is fine. But he's not here. Like, he, he was here one moment. And, and you can just, at this point, no rule required, you can see that... that the ambassador's having like one of those moments where like if you were to go to a caveman and show him like a phaser he thinks it's a god power so he will walk over and and put her hand on it just be like please calm down it's fine okay i have a very important question that 
actually matters because of Joy being an Orion. Does mm-hmm. Joy still possess and use her pheromones? She certainly comes off like she does. I, I would imagine that she probably does. Okay. Then I need Joy to roll me mm-hmm. a presence and a command. This is a difficulty of two, but okay. complication range of 18 to 20. And technically, this is an activation, so you can improve her here. Yes. Do we want to boost her command here or her presence here? Presence. Yep. Makes sense for the character anyway. I hope Mm. she doesn't accidentally a war. And, um... What I'm saying, I'm hoping when I get back to the bridge, she's not making out with the lady. (laughs) No, I wouldn't go that far. But the pheromones, because they're plants, so they're affected differently. Mm -hmm. Oh. It's the complication range increase. And she doesn't have a value. So we're just performing this. I'm going to give you a threat for a third die. Threat for a third die. All right. I don't know. Is this evasive maneuvering? No. It's not. I know. I'm playing. (laughs) Do we want to give more threat for more dice, or do we just want to see see where this goes? See where it goes. Could be fun. I lean towards just see what happens. Like chaos reign. Oh well, that is zero successes, but no complications at least. We didn't accidentally a war, only a skirmish. So Joy tries to calm down the ambassador, and the ambassador is having none of none it. None of it. None of it whatsoever. And uh, at this point, you know, they're they're starting like their their uh, their flowers and their sort of like pseudo mouths that are kind of to the behind their head. They're kind of snapping, and she's you know she's getting very defensive. She's like, I mean, if you could if you could just snap your fingers and disintegrate me, does does that mean all of this was a lie? Were were you planning to just disintegrate me when I was if I wasn't receptive to to, to your demands? At this Why point, would the captain have disintegrated himself? Can I can I transport back to the bridge now? Do you want to transport back or merge on? Yeah, the I was I was running to it. I was running to a, one of the transporter rooms so I could transport in. Okay. I was hoping that I could just make it look like I uh I I just transported real slowly. All right. So in no. that case, you transport back. I'm going to spend the complication mm-hmm. that when you transport back, the ambassador looks at you as you rematerialize, and faints on the spot. <laughs> Hello. Oh. Uh, bridge to sick bay. We have a you botanical were just here, emergency. Captain, what's wrong? Uh, we have a botanical emergency. The ambassador is. I'm a doctor, not a xenobotanist. Today you're a xenobotanist. How many? Do I need to bring a stretcher? I don't know. Okay, I'll I'll grab my horticulture kit and be there shortly. Thank you. The captain looks over at Joy. No one on this ship is normal. You are our captain, sir. Would you expect any less? Eh, first ship. My expectations are wide open. Proxima, everything going okay? 
We are currently en route back to the age here, Captain. It looks like I'm going to transport down to uh, talk with our new friends alone, per their request. So I'm going to leave uh, Numero Uno in charge while you free our prisoners and see what they know. Yes? Understood, sir. All right. And just to be clear, you said beam down. Did you mean shuttle down? Oh, no, I'm going to beam down. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, uh, Ruse oh, is God. just grinding his teeth. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. It's gone so well so far, right? Mm-hmm. All right. That high going to beam down with the, with the, yeah. Uh, and, and we're going to beam down with the unconscious ambassador. No, no, I'm going to wait for the doctor to deal with that. Uh, I'm just telling them what to expect once we solve this health problem here. This gardening issue. Mm. All right. It's Botanical Conundrum. Botanical Conundrum. There you go. There's a good band name. Botanical Conundrum. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's skip ahead maybe about 10, 15 minutes where everybody is back on the bridge at this point, unless you want to be elsewhere. You're looking down at the ambassador. Hylong's there with her tricorder, and she just kind of scratches her head and goes, well, in my professional opinion, she ran out of sugar water. I go over to the I go over to the replicator and get the uh, get the 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 Miracle Grow cocktail that the that they whipped up. Okay. And Hylod looks at it and goes, "What the hell is that? It's green." Yes, it's- and it does it, it doesn't taste nearly as good as most green things. You have a habit of putting green things in your mouth. And enjoy. No, you don't. <laughs> Joy just perks up. What? Sorry. Hi, <laughs> Long. Just shakes her head and goes. I honestly don't know how more of you are in my sick bay more often. This is a special. Con- this is a special concoction that the captain arranged to have uh, brewed or developed to. We know they, they seem to delicious. like it. Yeah. Well. I guess I'm here, and if it goes south, I'm here to fix it. So go ahead, water the flower. Do you think we should administer it intravenously or something? Do they have? Uh, to be honest, sir, I can tell you that I have about a five percent understanding of the biology. Hmm. I'm going to put that on my list of diplomatic exchange things. Uh, all right. Well, let's just try to put it in whatever orifice she was using when she was eating at the table. So you would know that she used one of her uh, back head mouths to consume the liquid before. Well, let's start with an eyedropper or a straw. Yeah, or I was I was going to start to dribble it in, okay. probably with my finger. Okay. So uh, you go through the process. You do get her to have her eyes flutter open, and she looks up and sees Hyman and goes, "What are you? What? Uh, what? I, I don't know your species." Because I'm a different one, honey. Besides, hey, look, the captain's back and he's alive. Look at that. Ahaha. And then the ambassador looks at you, Captain, and goes, Captain, I I have no idea what just happened, but I, I have to tell you that my people are freaking out at the moment. I apologize for the startling. Um, are you going to be all right? This is the member of my crew tasked with keeping our health, uh, keeping us healthy. Like a, like a gardener? 
Or at least that's what you hear. You hear Gardner, but... Our title for her is Doctor, but I, I suspect it's a very similar thing. I see, I see. Well, uh, she starts to sit up a little bit. I, I feel a little wilted, but uh, I, you're not going to beam me anywhere, right? Of course not. No, that's not the sort of thing we would do to someone against their will. Right. Uh, I will I, I will hand her another one of the green things. Oh, she just readily takes it and pours it into her side mouth and enjoys it and goes, All right, well, uh, I'm going to head back to my shuttle. Uh, you have the coordinates come down within the next 24 hours. Otherwise, things might get more messy. I'll take a, uh, a small vessel rather than the uh, alarming means of transport. Very good. Since it seems to be freaking her people out. Hey, and that'll let me bring down some of that delicious green juice. That actually might be a good idea. Okay. Astra, one barrel of green juice. Please don't misplace it in the transporter. Put it in the shuttle bag. Of course. In one of the shuttles. So, uh, we're going to say security officers escort the ambassador back to their ship. And we're going to do a side cut to the sick bay where all five of the captured drones are now on each of separate tables or different bio beds. And Roos, you're there for sure. Vectan and Esra, I'll leave it up to you whether you're there or not. But, Since um, I was there the first time, Vectan is definitely there. And it was a, it was a Cation, a Vulcan, a Trill like Ruse. It and was what two Cations. It was two Cations, two Vulcans, and a Trill. Yep. So what okay, about you, Esra? Are you going to be there as well? Uh, I'll go to the uh, War Chamber. It's War Chamber. Okay. So Roos and Vectan, uh, you're with Hylong, and you're looking at the Borg drones, and Hylong just sort of looks across her sickbay and goes... Why are we, you know what, I don't, I'm not even going to ask that stupid question, I already know the answer. So, what do you want me to do? So, you want me to deprogram them? Do you want me to take out their implants? Do you want me to activate them? What do you want me to do? Let's see if we can remove their Im- remove their implants and deprogram them. Okay, just going to let you know that uh, that's going to be a very involved process, and I'm probably going to need Bektan's help on this one. Of course, Doctor. All right. Well, then, uh, CMO powers, nobody except Vectan and security officers are allowed in this sick bay for the next, oh, 36 hours. I believe I should stay as well. Eh, you are tenant security, so that's your purview. Commander, may I remind you that while the captain is gone, you are in command. I appreciate the reminder, and if things go south, I will leave sick bay. I believe my experience may be instrumental here, however. I have no doubt. I simply am reminding you of your duty. Thank you. God sends rooms to the con so that Joy doesn't have the bridge. Oh, yeah. Who's going to be piloting your shuttle? I'll fly myself. They they wanted me to come alone. I'm going to fly it myself. Well, I'll go up to the bridge. Before you do, though, Esrall... Uh, as you check in on the spore chamber, everything's fine. But the spore phone rings. The spore phone. Listen, you guys made the spore phone. It's now a thing. I, had, it is I had completely forgot about this it. This is so about awesome. if this is somebody asking about an extended warranty, I swear. 
I don't know. Hello? Maybe we need one for our transporters. All right. So you pick it for up. The EPS circuit. Hello. You pick it up and uh, you hear more of a juvenile voice. It's still kind of husky, but it's more juvenile. So I'm going to do a juvenile voice or attempt to do it anyway. And just hi. Um, is is this the really cool alien ship that's in orbit right now? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because me and my friends we're we're doing a pro- a, a report for school, and I thought you know. You know, we're, we're supposed to be doing a science project, and I thought if I talked to an alien, that's, like, super science. That, that would be pretty science, but check this. Your friend is an alien to me. Whoa. That's, like, that's, like, really, really cool. So, what, what can I do to help? Well, um, I, I think, uh, and you, you hear some chattering off. I think, uh... We want to interview you? Normally I have to refer all that to our public relations people, but maybe just a couple questions? Okay, okay. So, uh, first thing, uh, do you grow from the ground? Or do you, like, grow from the ceiling? Or where, where, where do you grow from? We don't have a physical connection into the ground. We walk on the ground. Well, that that just sounds silly. I mean, if you're not in the ground, well, okay, I guess you are an alien. That that would make sense. I'm trying to avoid because there's a whole bunch of different types of us. So there's a lot of different. But there's some that actually go through the ground. Oh, do you have one of those? Could we interview them? We don't have one. They're called the Horta, and we don't have one on our ship. Oh. There's only are, a couple in Starfleet. What, what are you then? I am a bullion. Okay. I I am blue. Ooh, you're blue. Blue's a very nice color. And are are you green? I I'm green. Yeah. Do you have like we met your ambassador and she had like giant flowers on her shoulders? Oh, mine's mine's more like a bush. Oh, okay. Are like berries on the bush, or yeah, yeah, they're they're uh, and it translates as blackberries, but it's obviously something different. Oh, neat. Let's see. What Are else? you using the spore phone to have explicit conversations with underage plant people? Oh my god, why did you have to put it that way? Now I'm gonna have to oh, age gate the video. Oh god. <laughs> I just uh, you know diplomatic incidents. You're gonna get us on a list. Yeah. Oh god. Well, that just changed the whole mood. Just, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, so, um, anyways, what class is this report for? Uh, this this is for uh, our, our middle school project. It's our science fair. Oh, okay. Well, do you have access to this type of communication? Well, yeah, every, everybody can, can connect through the, the network. Are you using a device, or is it... You're no, just... no, we, we could just do that. Everybody, every Z is connected to the network. Oh, interesting, because we have to use a, a physical device and use um, another type of 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 feature is not the right word, but technology. we have to use something else to, another medium to go through to communicate with you. Oh, I guess that's an alien thing. Yeah, because like I said, you know, we're different. 
Well, um, I, I can't keep talking to you for very long, but uh, can, can I call you back when it's safe again? Yeah, but make sure you have your parents' permission. Okay, I can do that. All right. Bye. Bye. Astra appears next to you. Um, sir, I must Chris inform Hansen you that you just us. broke about 17 Starfleet regulations with that phone call. Yeah, but I found out more about how they use mycelial network. Yeah, kind of sounds like they're always all connected to it. Yeah. And I was hoping we might be able to get some spores from them to kind of help reseed. Not, not really the best term, but you know what I mean, to help beef up our spore population. Yeah, that might be a touchy subject for them if they're connected like that. Yeah. Well, let's just oh, hope well. the captain doesn't cause any more diplomatic incidents on his uh, little away mission. I mean, what are the odds? That would never happen. Hmm. And with that, we're going to take a five to ten minute break. We'll be back shortly, everybody. Stick around. <laughs> Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 2, Part 2 of Star Trek Age Year, where apparently we're one bush innuendo away from Chris Hansen showing up. Uh, we resume with Esrol coming into the Captain's shuttle as the Captain heads down to Z-Prime. This is the Captain. Um, yes, sir, this is um, Senator Esrol. I just wanted to let you know that the Spore phone is not secure at all. And any one of the Z can talk to it. Oh, well, um, hopefully their social order will keep uh, inappropriate people from, you know, making prank calls to my ship. Right now, it's just been kids. Wait a minute, you children are calling the... They're connected to the mycelial network at the individual level. Really? Internally. That must be how Brooms. the ambassador Brooms. was transmitting back and forth. Brooms. Sir. Did any children talk to Ensign Joy? No, sir. Just talk oh, to okay, me. Great. Just mm -hmm. okay, you. It was a short conversation, right? Oh, yes. Sir. We didn't talk about anything. Okay, great. Oh, great. No. Let's uh let's not answer any more of those calls. I'll just refer them to P uh, PAO, Public Affairs. Good call. Thanks so much for letting me know. Oh, not a problem, sir. Now I'm going to get back to concentrating, see if I can land this shuttle. It's been a minute since I flew myself. We'll have the transporter standing by. Thank you. Buddy, you said it, Captain. What is your con score? <laughs> uh, dose. Okay, you know, it's not a one. Uh, okay. Give me a control and a con, difficulty of one. You don't have Vectan piloting you. That's a good thing. Would my starship tactics be an applicable focus? No. EPS conduits in case they blow. Okay, let's see. I mean, that that's two successes. I mean, you get a momentum. So, Yay. Captain, you fly down on the surface of Z-Prime. Again, Z-Prime is a very green world with green oceans, emerald-colored oceans. And the coordinates you're given seem to be on the... Not quite the outskirts, but also not the middle of the city, somewhere in the middle. 
But as you're starting to come through the atmosphere and land, what you notice that the, is that this is a almost a solar punk utopia. And if you've never seen solar punk before, what I mean by that is that basically everything from the individual tree to the fields of grass to the gardens, all of it has been merged seamlessly with the architecture where you see columns of white with ivy wrapped around it. You see windows which have algae built into it providing solar power. You have actual solar panel and wind panels on all the roofs. You have garden roofs of all variety. Um, this is very much, if you'll pardon the expression, a hippie utopia where this is love and peace to the maximum kind of a thing. Um, but your landing zone is kind of just a serene sort of soccer-like field. So it's about the size of a soccer field. And waiting for you kind of is, looks like about 3Z. Um, they look to be a little bit more, shall we say, ferocious than the ambassador was. These seem to be more like a piranha plant, if you will. Whereas the other one was more of kind of a dragon fruit. Um, but as you land, um, you're computer tells you that the atmosphere is breathable you should have any issues but you do notice that the gravity is just a slight less than it would normally be okay i'd like to see if i can't offer a threat to you to use my widely traveled uh talent okay to gain a focus that would be useful on this mission okay what focus would you like well i was thinking of something like charming or making friends Mm, let me look at your focuses real quick. Uh, why don't you take diplomacy for this one? Because negotiation is great, but I think diplomacy is what you need here temporarily. Okay, yeah, I will just, uh, on my way down, re-listen to a little bit of my uh, Starfleet training on diplomacy. Maybe reread some of my notes when I was at the Academy. Fair enough. All right. So stepping forward, and if you'll excuse me, I'm not going to do the raspy voice because my throat is killing me. But uh, one of the Z does step forward and says, my name is Chestnut Cheddarfield, and on behalf of the Z people, we welcome you, Captain. I am really grateful for that welcome chestnut chesterfield i'm captain axelin of the talaxian species and i am a representative of both the ship the uss ager and the united federation of planets we yes the ambassador has, our people will be great friends yes the ambassador has filled us in somewhat but there are some matters of grave concern which we would like to discuss absolutely we want to make sure that we uh put your minds at ease well if you'll follow us, we have a spread available to you. We don't have any meat on the planet, at least meat that you would find to be your definition of such, but we do have a large uh, garden that we have collected some samples from that you might enjoy. Wonderful. That sounds great. I make an effort to move gracefully and slowly in that direction. Probably not nearly as slowly as these folks, but I don't want to seem like I'm darting hither and thither. Yeah. So it's one of those things where you're led away from the soccer field through a few of the streets and you do notice that there are like some smaller Z that like poke their heads out of windows or some of them that kind of start to approach you, but then security chases them off, that sort of thing. 
Um, but you just get the senses as you're walking about that you are very much a spectacle right now, that you are being seen, you are being heard, you are being observed. But eventually you're led to a different sort of open field. And in this open field is a table with all manner of greenery available to it. Now, very important question. Are you carrying the bottle of, or the barrel of green? Hmm. I mean, I assume the barrel is physically larger than I, what I could carry, right? Eh, you could maybe you know, strap it to your back. You, you could slap an answer. Those, those little hover pallet. Yeah, those things. Yeah, I'll be pushing it on one of those if that's all right. Sure. So I think uh, as you come to the spread, and it's basically your classic vegan spread where you've got everything out of the sun that's green and can be edible as long as uh, it's vegan. Um, but it's also one of those things where the. Cheddarfield kind of looks at the barrel as you bring it along and says, I'm meant to ask, what uh, is this the barrel of green that you provided the ambassador earlier? It is. Uh, your ambassador liked it so much, we wanted to share more with you. Well, that uh, I hope we have something here that you'd like to take back to your people. That sounds great. Thank you. Now, uh, I have to ask, what is your fitness medicine score? <laughs> uh, 11 okay not bad not bad um, how much if any are you going to sample or eat from the hors d'oeuvres I will try a very small amount okay because these people have communicated several times to having a really bad understanding of how we operate so okay. heavenly knows what they're going to try to feed me I don't okay. want to eat a pine cone Right, well, we'll see what you roll. Uh, go ahead and roll me a fitness medicine difficulty of one here. And I, I am going to make the complication range a little bit more difficult with some threat. The complication range is now 18 to 20. Now, I doubt I have anything that's going to apply here, but I'm going to at least say, does street smart supply? In a way, I'll give it to you. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, so, how big is my complication range? Uh, three. three. Well, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> oh God! Ride it. Yeah. So well, uh, we get an alert on the ship that the captain is just passed out. <laughs> that wasn't food. That was that was the chef. <laughs> <laughs> These monsters, I'm, they ate the president. <laughs> I'm honestly stunned because I was expecting one complication. Maybe a horrible two. Role. <laughs> We've been bad tonight. I'm proud. I'm yeah, proud. we, we I'm can't roll. I mean, I'm not even mad. I'm not even upset. I'm just mildly impressed. I mean, <laughs> okay. Um, tying the record to. <laughs> yeah, honestly, somebody go back through the VOD and check, but this might be beating Peter's record at this point. Um, yeah. Okay. So the first thing you pick up is a spiky purple carrot. Huh. You bite into it, and immediately, uh, I have to ask, what is the spiciest thing you've ever had in your life? In real life? Uh, probably just some very spicy pepper sauce, like some of that ghost pepper stuff. Oh, you've actually had ghost peppers? The sauce. I haven't had an actual ghost pepper. But yeah. Okay. Well, it, from what I understand, it's basically the same thing. So you basically bite into a ghost pepper. 
and it is intense. It is your eyes are watering, you're puckering up, and you instinctively reach for what you think is the nearest liquid. It is. Why did blue. you just drink our child? <laughs> I drink so, a lot of it. You drink the blue. Now I have to ask, what is the most bitter thing you've ever had in your life? Persimmon, probably. Green persimmon. Woof. Yeah. So you don't get a milk or a cooling sensation like you would hope, but you just get pure bitter extract in your mouth along with the ghost peppers. So you are suffering right now. Uh, are we tracking uh, the captain's vital signs on on yes, the gauge? Yes, yes, we I are. I do my absolute best not to freak out, and I uh, uh, I'm going to harm myself by uh, by following one of my values. Drink deeply from the cup of life, oh, and I try God. a third thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it'll balance out what's going on oh. in here. Their ambassador did pass out on our ship. So. I mean, this looks like tofu. It's probably really mild, right? Um, sure. We'll say that you actually, <laughs> when you try the tofu, it's it's actually pretty mild. It's uh. It has the texture of cottage cheese, but the flavor is, you know, decent. Yeah, I loosened my collar a little bit. I'm just like, uh, uh, okay. Thank you for the food. That was very, that was very food. Adrian to excellent. Uh, just a moment. My ship needs something. Yes, this is excellent. Are you in distress, sir? Not at all. Just sampling the local cuisine. <laughs> <clears throat> do we need to send do we need to send medical down? No. no. Don't do that. <clears throat> fine. Totally fine. Understood, sir. We'll be monitoring you from here. Yes. <clears throat> so, what were the grave matters you wished to discuss, Mr. Cedarfield? Cedarfield or Cheddarfield, whatever we want to call him at this point, because I realize the error of my ways. Uh, he actually takes a few of those purple carrots, pops them in his mouth like they're nothing. Absolutely nothing. Doesn't phase him at all. Lord he says, well, um, first things first, we want to understand your connection to the Borg. I mean, you did help us get rid of the Borg probe that came in, but they also showed up right as you did. Yes, we, um, when we arrived in this general region of space, we accidentally... Uh, caught the interest of a Borg sphere and it has been pursuing us for some time. We were fortunately able to destroy it recently um, and in fact actually recovered one of the Borg drones and was able to disconnect him from the collective and return him to his previous state. Um, when we arrived here, I think the Borg ar Borg's arrival must be a coincidence. You but, say uh, you... rest assured, there are enemies. You say you disconnected, so you reversed the, the process the Borg enacted? We do. This is at the cutting edge of my people's medical science. It's a rarely successful procedure, but something we're trying to master because so many of our, um, our citizens and uh, friendly diplomatic contacts have been assimilated by those monsters. <clears throat> interesting, interesting. What is this transporter technology? I mean, 
we saw some footage of what happened, but we still don't understand it completely. Uh, yes, yes, it's uh, a, a relatively old invention among my people at this point. Uh, it dis- it uh, analyzes a piece of matter uh, down to the molecular level and disassembles it in one place and reassembles it uh, in another place. Is it the same thing on the other end? Yes, although I think some philosophers have argued that maybe it's just a, an exact copy. Something for you, philosophers I, I to memories. debate, I'm sure. Exactly. I, I assure you, I have memories of every time I've been transported. I don't think I just popped into existence after the most recent time it happened. Then the next question I have for you, Captain, is what is your intent coming here? Oh, it is a, a, a core tenet of uh, Starfleet, which is the part of the Federation that I work in, to seek out new life and new civilizations. And our people have never met your people. So we were hoping to learn about you and offer you information about our culture. <clears throat> Interesting. Well, as our ambassador told you, you are the first aliens we have ever encountered. Did you receive the map of the local area that we have made that uh, indicates other alien civilizations near you? Yes, we have our finest scholars going over the data as we speak. We hope that that will lead to a um, a prosperous exchange between you and your ne- nearby neighbors. <clears throat> Which is actually a interesting point of contention. What do you want in return for providing this data? We simply want to know what you're willing to share about your people. In particular, I think we're very interested in this way that we're communicating with you from our ship to your uh, planet. That's not that's not um, the usual way that the Federation communicates at long range. We've never done that before. So you are not connected to the network as individuals? No, I'm pretty sure the network that um, we're using to communicate with you is something that Starfleet has only very recently discovered and we only have a tiny bit of technology that interacts with it. Mm-hmm. Though we would love to learn more. It's a hard concept to talk about. It is a connection we have from the moment we gain sentience, from the moment we are able to view ourselves as individuals. We always have that connection. All our memories, all our instructions, everything is passed down at an instinctual level. Fascinating, fascinating. And if one of my crew, because like I said, this is a new technology, so it's not something I personally know very much about at all. If one of my crew who is more educated on this topic than myself were to uh, want to speak with some of your scientists to glean some insight from them, would that be acceptable? I will have to discuss the matter with my fellows and emotions at the other two who he has not introduced yet. Of course, I give a little wave to his fellows. Or I guess to its fellows. His, its, non-binary, we're not sure. Either way, uh, while that's happening, let's go back to the ship real quick. So, Rus, Victan, Long, you are deborging the Borg. And I need to ask a personal question of both Rus and Vectan, And I'm going to let you guys come up with the answer here. So, we know that Vectan studied under Rus at the Academy. Is that correct? 
Yes. Yes. Did you have a Cation classmate? I almost, I certainly had Cation students. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would say that it is very likely. All right. Because in that case, as you are deborging the Borg, you're going to recognize one of the Cations. And I'm going to let you come up with the name, but if you're stuck, I can always make one up real quick. Name on the spot. Ooh. I know, name on the spot. The most horrendous thing anybody in tabletop can do. Illy. Chat's like, name the mittens. Oh, God. <laughs> that, that wouldn't be a terrible nickname, actually. Mm-hmm. If. Uh... Ensign Beantow. Tunces, the helmsman that can fly but not very well. Uh, how about uh, Kreia? Spell it out and sure. K R E I A. Throw it in chat. <laughs> right. Yeah, you recognize uh, what was Ensign Kreia? Commander, this board bears a striking resemblance to um, Ensign Kreia. I believe that that is the case. Oh, weird. Let us begin. Of course, Commander. So Hylong comes over with a bunch of laser scalpels and other tools and says, All right, Roos, do you want to actually have hands-on here? Because one of you is going to have to hold my sword in case the board gets up. I will take the sword in one hand and um, be interacting with a tricorder with the other. So when you pick up the sword, it is definitely a two-handed weapon. It is very heavy. Mm -hmm. All right, just so you know. And yeah, so I'm going to let you two decide who's assisting Hylong here. But Hylong Hylong is going to, let's do a daring in medicine on her part. Um, And let us say that the difficulty here is going to be a three. Okay. But the, uh, the good news is that she technically has a focus here. So you got that going for her. got her okay all right and what am i assisting with uh for you i'm thinking probably a daring and engineering okay i don't think i have a focus that applies here so computers i don't know if computers apply to the borg per se yeah that that's why I, i don't think it really works here okay well Nice. And then uh, who feels lucky for rolling for high long? You do have one momentum by my count. I'm in the room. I will roll for high long and I will spend the momentum probably. Okay. Again, she is daring medicine. Probably a pretty good pool for her. She's not... uh... 
Oh, she has quick study. So I guess technically yeah. for her, it's a difficulty of two. That's that's what I was just about to ask. Nice. Yeah, so only a difficulty of two. I believe in high long. But her complication range goes up, yes? Uh, No, complication range actually stays at a 20. Unless you want me to spend threat. Augmented ability daring. Ah, yes. In that case, it would become a 19 to 20. No, an 18 to 20. Hmm. But that does give you an automatic free success. Okay. chat as well. Okay. Hmm. Why? How many? Why? Why? I mean, technically, that's two successes, so you succeed, but that's another complication. Why? Um, I'm going to spend her determining. Can I spend her determination to not have that happen? Or no, yeah, I would but you have that. to use the yeah. value when in doubt, punch it. <laughs> Why not? I don't have to prove anything to anyone. But uh, yes, mean, I will do. I will. I will do that actually, and I'll, I'll narrate that through. Um, she uh, she's having a particular one, one of the implants. She, she's got all but one of the major implants out, mm-hmm. and there is but one of them has decided that it wants to. Uh, that that it registers that the other two are missing and starts to reassimilate this this Cajun. So uh, she draws a combat knife, puts it between the between the the, the skin and the implant, and like pommel smacks it down <laughs> into. So now now there's a knife embedded in the table. There's uh, a little bit of damage to the to the Cajun, but not much. And this implant has been forcibly pried away. Hypo spray, tricorder, stiletto. Yeah. <laughs> so as the as the implant goes skittering across the floor, Highlong says, "One of you go stab that with it with my sword. Make sure it's dead." I will do that. Vectan, I'm gonna need a laser suture, please. Of course, Doctor. All right, good. Uh, need a glass of water as well. Right at this moment. I am thirsty. Shall I release the Borg? I'm like helping. I will bring over. <laughs> I, I will replicate a uh, a glass of water and a mechleth because I'm tired of holding this big ass sword. <laughs> so I put the sword, uh, lean lean the sword against the table, hand the glass of water, and then hold the mechleth on my shoulder. Not a fan of my sword, Commander. I'm not as young as I used to be. Fair. You know what? Fair. Maybe we need to get you doing uh, one of those uh, calisthenics programs that the, the captain's doing in uh, two aft these days. Perhaps. <laughs> well, the good news, since you succeeded, uh, the Ensign is going to wake up, and uh, Ensign Kriya just sort of flutters her eyes and goes, the hell am I? I mean, you look like Vectan and you look like Roos, but how long has she been assimilated? Same time as you. Same time as Roos? Mm-hmm. Oh. I um. Hmm. 
we'll need to have a conversation. In the meantime, I'm going to usher her away and not let her see the other four bio beds. So to be clear on that, she is currently on a bio bed. She's not up. She's just have her eyes open. Do you actually take her off the bio bed? Um, not until she's cleared. I will, yeah. but I, I will stand between her and the, um, and the, the other bio beds so that she can't see them. She's just looking at me. Well, that's going to be the complication is she's going to look past you. Because, oh God, did they get everybody? Define everybody. Well, everybody that well, was on the ship can... when, you know. What ship were you aboard? And I'm blanking on the one in your backstory, but it's the same one as your backstory. Oh, she was. Oh, I would have known that if she if she were a member of my crew, literally. Yeah, let's let's the clarify that then that all of these. Now that you get a look at them, they're all from oh, the crew no. of that vessel. Oh, so she'd be calling me captain and stuff. Yep. Yes, those of us who survived were assimilated. How long it has it been, now, Captain? It is now insert year here. I don't remember exactly. 2382. So that's 20-ish years, 25 years, yeah. yeah. That's that's the quarter of a century. We've been Borg for that long? I believe so. Kind of looks past you at the others. We're going to see what we can do. Okay. She looks at this sword the meantime, that's next to the table. Do I even want to know what's with the with the sword, sir, and the the mechleth? The process to reverse assimilation is new and not always successful. But if something must be done, I will do it myself. I owe you that, and them that. I I take your word for it, Captain. Um, hey, Vectan, remember that assignment so- we worked on together? You will have to refresh my memory, Ensign. Well, the uh, one about the anti-grav units and uh, how we needed to, to boost the efficiency by about 15%. You, you remember that one? Ah, uh, yes. We yeah. boosted it by about 16%, as I recall. Yeah, but it was thanks to your brilliant idea to, to reverse the osmotic oscillator. Indeed. I have implemented that in most of the anti-grav units here on the ship. Welcome aboard, USS Adrian, Lieutenant. Master Chief. And High Long at this point takes a hypospray and and she goes to sleep. Not High Long, the the vacation. Though that would kind of be funny if she's like, all right, I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Does she walk in circles three times before she... Never mind. Well, yeah, vacation... Well... All right, so now that we have that handled... Um, let's go very quickly back to Esrol. Esrol, the spore phone has rung about five times at this point. Hello? <laughs> Hi. Um, this is going to sound like a really weird question, but are you the aliens that are above our planet right now? Yes. Cool. I have a bet with my buddies here. We're, we're out drinking, and we just got, we got a bet for you. I mean... Is it true you guys eat meat? Is is that something you do? Are you actually like living meat, and you so, eat meat? 
Some do. So, so you're cannibals? Well, we don't eat our people of our own species. But you do eat meat. We do eat meat. Some do. Told Not you guys, all. that means you gotta buy me another round, and the conversation just clicks off immediately. <laughs> Settled another bet. <laughs> the phone rings again. Hello? I don't know why, but just the fact that you're picking it up brings me to Starfleet Academy. There's going to be like in their first contact course, an entire day spent on this mission. Like, so the, uh, violating the, the prime directive, I'm settling arguments. It's peacekeeping, diplomacy, <laughs> negotiation. So this time it's a, it's a more highly cultured voice, or at least it sounds a little bit more learned. And they say, greetings. I understand that you are a member of the alien species that is currently orbiting our planet. Um, yes, we are. And who am I speaking to? Uh, you're speaking to resource... Uh, blah, 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 blah. It would help if I had words. Uh, you are speaking to researcher Swiftlace at the Institute of Technology. Oh. Welcome. I am Lieutenant J.G. Rankin Esferl of the USS Ager. Very good. We are calling on behalf of our ambassador. They wish to have information regarding your transporter technology. I will have to ask my captain about that. I can't release that on my own. I'm not high enough up in the the rank structure. Well, your captain has been meeting with our leaders for the past several hours. We will direct our inquiry there. Apologies for the confusion. Oh, n no problem at all. Have a wonderful day. You too. The phone rings again. Spores RS. You got the time. <laughs> I got the time. <laughs> Hello? Hi. We would like to sell you an extended gardener <laughs> warranty. <laughs> extended warranty on what? On your gardening tools. Oh, your target I don't have any tools. fire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? I lost it. I don't have any gardening tools. Do you know where I can get some? I think they cut off coming. Like, line just goes dead. Anyway, back at the captain as hijinks are happening. You know, and I can't leave the phone off the hook. It's just always on. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, wait. Before we go to the captain, I think Astra materializes and looks at the phone and goes, I thought you were going to give it to the public affairs office. It just keeps ringing. Well, you could ignore it. We, there have been a lot of casualties. And uh, Astra, what's... Does the constant use of the phone have any effect on the spores? Uh, let me check. She looks at the spore camera and goes, huh, 3% increase. Interesting. Maybe You're not actually going to keep answering calls because it gives us more spores, are you? Well, if it gives us more spores, I'm not really giving anything away. I will just say that we're now up to violation 63. We we can go up to like six more viol six more violations before it gets dirty, nasty. Oh, Think about it. This is one of those number jokes. I see what you're doing. Nice. Very well. I will continue making note of your violations. I appreciate it. Now, do my violations exceed the increase in spores? No, I don't think that's related. 
Okay. Which is good. He's just going to come back. The captain's going to back and Astro's going to take like a whole ream of paper and just put it on his desk. This is what Astral did while you were gone. Speaking of captain, uh, at this point, you've mostly recovered from your ghost pepper bitterness barrage. And uh, at this point, uh, Cheddarfield has been a bit more amenable to your requests and your questions. At least he seems or they seem a little bit more open to some degree. Uh, but they do sort of kind of like veer off track and say, we wish to understand your transporter technology a little bit better. Would you be able to provide us any information on that front? Sure thing. Tell you what I can do. Um, I'd like to have that uh, technician I was talking to you about earlier who knows the technology about your uh, network better than I do mm. uh, bring down a diplomatic packet containing a breakdown of how the transporters work and related technologies like our replicator. And that way he can talk to your scientists about your network while he's talking to them about our stuff. Sound good? Well, it sounds like a wonderful idea, but I will inform you that apparently over 60% of the populace has tried contacting your ship at this point. We're a very inquisitive species. Well, we like to think of ourselves as very uh, curious as well, but uh, like I said, we're sort of new to this whole network thing, so I doubt we've been able to answer any of those calls. Well, according to the network, what I've seen so far is that your Lieutenant Junior Grade Esserol has answered a good number of questions and settled a few bets. I'm glad to know that. (laughs) So, uh, about that cultural exchange, I mean, I hate to tear Lieutenant Esserol away from the phone... But he is the one I would like to send down, if that would be all right. We'd like to see a demonstration of this beaming technology, if that's okay. Perfect. Yes. Um, one moment. Axel and Ager. Okay. Ager here. Uh, I'd like you to send uh, Lieutenant Junior Grade Esrol down here uh, with a diplomatic packet containing information about the basics of transporter and replicator technology, and uh, perhaps he can ask the scientists of our new friends about their what would you call this network? We just call it the network. About their network. Understood, sir. Shuttle, transporter, or torpedo? Transporter, please. (laughs) Understood, sir. When he gets the phone bill, it might be the torpedo. (laughs) Did he say torpedo? It's a very fast way to transport personnel, sir. So, uh, the transporter in one. I, I don't want any of your people to panic. A new member of my crew, approximately the size of me, should appear out of thin air very nearby soon. And I'll say, Esrel to Commander Roos. Sir? Roos here. Yes, sir? I need you to go to transporter room one and beam to the captain's location with a, with a standard first contact package. information package. I, 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 sir, um, would he be wanting, because I was contacted, I was contacted by members of their, um, some research institute wanting tech information on the transporters. I told him I had to ask the captain. I think it might be that, related. 
very likely basic information would be part of the standard first contact package. Okay. We'll do sir. And do you think I could bring a couple of the spores with me to see if it's the same type they have? Just a little vial, not many. Do we have them to spare? Well, answering the phone has caused an increase in the number of spores. So we actually have more than we started with. I'm assuming we have containers designed for this? I... No, we got a bigger one. We just have to make the bigger one smaller. We have to have something smaller. I can check with how long on my way to uh, Transporter Bay. I'm in sick bay with the commander. Uh, we've got containers, sure, but you hear... Just a little violence. What what is this phone you guys keep talking about? Somebody hasn't what what is this phone? You're not authorized. Sorry. What I'm the CMO? I well, let's, you, you, I can't even tell PAO about it. They're not authorized. That's why I'm stuck answering the phone. It's either Hi me Long. or Joy. Who would you rather have on the phone? Highlong looks very accusingly at Commander Roos at this moment. There's a communication mechanism that leverages the mycelial net. Well, that's great. Have we tried calling Starfleet? We haven't. We haven't nailed it down quite yet to that degree. All right, but uh, I'm going to need your on the receiving end right now. Yeah. I'm going to need your. And if we talk on it, they might hear anything that we say. So yeah. we don't have enough your... minutes in our plan. <laughs> I'm going to need your mechlith about right there above the left shoulder blade. If you could just get it in there and get out for me, he will do so. So as you continue chopping up Borg, we go back to Captain Axelon. Uh, Because, Vectan, you're currently assisting Hylong with the Borg process. So I'm just going to roll for random ensign number two. All right, random ensign number two. Let's see what you got there, buddy. I mean, surely he can't roll two complications, right? Surely. Okay, no, he rolled a a 10 and a 16. So, Esrol, you do beam down with a uh, data pad in hand, and you appear a good distance away from the captain, but not, like, too far away that you can't just, like, walk up to him. And the uh, the Z uh, just kind of all look at this process, and they go, oh, interesting. And they, they start, you know, like, conferring with one another, and they start comparing notes. But, uh, Esrol, you are now on the planet. Hello, Lieutenant Esrol. Hi, sir, and... I'm glad you were able to tear yourself away from the phone. You've heard. I can't look. Only just recently. I I couldn't allow anybody else in. And they kept ringing. So this is Lieutenant uh, Raken Esrel. He's a member of the Bolian species, another uh, long-standing member of the Federation, far longer than my people have been in the Federation. And uh, he is as close as we have to an expert in the technology of your network, because, like I said, we're very new to it. Uh, We're the scientists that would like to know about the transporter technology. And he points or they point over your shoulder and you turn to look. There is a veritable crowd of Z ready to come over, but they're very patiently waiting. They have formed an orderly queue.
I uh, I pick up a purple spiky carrot from the table. Thank mm. you, chat. And uh, say here uh, a snack from our na uh, from the native gardens of our new friends. Um, would you share some transporter technology information with these scientists and see what we can find out about their network so we can get better at interacting with it? Oh, but well, I mean, sir, I'll, I'll just take the packet to whoever needs it. All right. Don't eat it all at once. Well, I, my metabolism is different. I yeah, I, a lot of. I don't think Bowie and I. I think Bowie and's are resistant to spice. Iron yeah, they are. They are. So for Esrol, I think this is the equivalent of like eating a marshmallow. This is nothing. Oh wow, chewy! <laughs> I look a little irritated that that didn't work. <laughs> I mean, at this point, uh, you all have achieved first contact. You've started a negotiation process. Uh, I'm content to almost call it there, but there is one very important scene I want to handle between Vectan, Roos, and Hylong um, before we cut off for today's uh, session. So you've gotten through three of the five drones at this point. Uh, you've saved the Trill. You've saved Kriya, one of the Cations, and you've saved one of the Vulcans. And we'll talk and figure out names for mm -hmm. the others, but... And these are all still from that same ship? All still from the same from ship. From my ship. Correct. From your old ship. Okay. Now, here's the issue. As Hylong pulls both of you aside and says, I'm going to be honest with you, Commanders. Um, the last two are a little bit more damaged, and time is ticking. I'm only going to be able to save one of them. Ooh, Commander, you are more familiar with your crew. So who do I have left? You have a Vulcan and a Cation. We'll say, just because, we're again, we're going to have to figure out names offline. Mm -hmm. Let's say the, the Vulcan was a lieutenant and the Cation was a chief petty officer. We know their relative ages and stuff. Like, uh, it... the lieutenant was yeah. roughly mid thirties. The Cation was probably fresh out of the academy, or whatever the uh, off the non-com equivalent of the academy is. Oh yeah, seven-year wonder kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Oh dear. Time I sticking, have to save. sir. I need a decision. Are they both comparably injured, Doctor? They have similar injuries, yes. None. Neither has an advantage over the other in survivability. Correct. It is a purely objective decision. Um, I'm the XO. Do, would either of them fill a particular niche aboard ship? We I have taken say, some damage. We're far away from home. Right. I would say that technically there's merits to both of them. Uh, let's say the lieutenant mm. would have some knowledge as a, as it comes to things like Federation law, um, things related to... Mm, excuse me, a little bit of indigestion. Um Things related to piloting vessels, you would have another pilot that you might need. Um, whereas the chief petty officer would be more of an engineer, but in a different field than Vectan, sort of filling a niche that Vectan doesn't cover. 
Well, I mean, we've gotten this far without following any Federation laws. Come on. I yeah, and uh, okay. So I I do the math. I say, um, give me something that will end it quickly. She hands you a hypo spray. Thank you for not handing me the mechleth. Well, I mean, I might be a ruthless son of a bitch sometimes, but I'm not that heartless. I'm going to go up to the lieutenant because the lieutenant is older. Mm -hmm. I want to give the young person the chance to live. All right. And on that very somber note, that is where we're going to end today's session. So, yeah. What did you guys think? I mean, from a certain point of view, we were like an inch away from disintegrating all five of them. So we have done better for them than we were going to. So. Yeah, it, it, it was different. When it before I realized they were all my crew, mm-hmm. that's kind of why I let you make that choice. So sad, <laughs> and that's why I did it myself. That's when you want a Vulcan to make the choice because the Vulcan's not going to get all emotionally tied up in it. He wasn't. That's why he was letting the Vulcan can just be like, "I will flip a coin." <laughs> that's why he kept asking, "Is there any?" difference between the two is there more survivability yeah. <laughs> and and is, the, is to, one to be fair it's more logical all of this is going through Roos's head too he just mm-hmm. didn't say it right so um yeah i we just need to uh learn to roll better <laughs> yeah. seriously someone go back was very through. complicated seriously someone go back through and check and then compare it to the uh old kasumi game and let me know if yeah it was like Kasumi's... session four i think was where i epically screwed up. Yeah, it was either four or five of Kasumi where it was just complication after complication. Because I'm I'm genuinely curious at this point. <laughs> but yeah. Alright, excellent. Well, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Twitch stick around, but uh, YouTube, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.